Welcome to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. I'm James Groves, and along with my business partner, Bill Dement, we want to share our journey as small business owners with you. As owners of Hole in the Wall Drywall Repair for over the past decade, we have learned a few things. From the big wins to the occasional mistakes, we will attempt to peel back the curtain of owning a small business in the trade service industry. We don't have all the answers, but perhaps we can learn from a few things as we navigate the many adventures of owning a small business. Well, Bill, welcome to the podcast. Hey, good morning. Wow, really excited about this one. Yeah, excited to be here today. We've got a special guest, Tyler Specht from Squid Creek. Congratulations, Tyler. Thank you for making it to the podcast. Howdy. Our studio audience is excited to see you. They were too quiet. As as are we. That's very quiet. <laughs> um, Tyler, you um, have just conquered our video elements here at Hole in the Wall. We've only done a few videos with you so far, um, but you've already upped our video game. So today we're going to talk about how can video kind of help the small business owner, how to leverage, you know, if you don't have a huge budget, if you got a little bit of a budget, how to make it work. So I'd love to hear a little bit about you. Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, about your company, Squid Crate. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing this for about eight years now, and it kind of started by bullying my best friend. And I say that in the most loving way. Uh-huh. He always had a camera in his hand, and when we were 12, 13, and I wanted to live in the moment. I wanted to go throw rocks at the bus or do whatever kids do. And he right. wanted to go film stuff. So years and years of me just like, come on, let's put it down. Eventually, he hooked me in. He got me to help him on a project. We were in Leesburg, worked at a, an entertainment center. It had like the go-karts, the bowling, all mm. that. And I got to help pr- like plan the project, understand what the goals were with, of the company. They wanted people to come in for a specific go-kart night. So we had to plan, okay, what do they need to see? What do they need to know? What do they need to bring? Right. Cool. Then we got to produce it. We got to film. I got to move people around. I got to be the commander on set. And then I got to edit it uh-huh. and push it out and watch the tangible results come in. And at that point, I was hooked. Right. Great. Just, yeah, absolutely hooked into it. Just being able to see what we could create with video and have actual results happen for a business, especially a local business, was super cool to see. Yeah. And there's a there's a, a man moment, I guess, that just when we – finish a project and we create something i i almost get like when we do a drywall job and we like look back at it and almost like a beat your chest mode oh, we did that very, very oh, fulfilling yeah. oh, that was yep. great um well awesome well cool so listen i obviously in my previous life worked in entertainment i did a lot of video ish style things and audio <laughs> and so i've been able to see um the progression of what it used to be, right? I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, you know, here in town, we had the, I want to sell you a van guy, and he was always this guy on TV. and, and Artie Grendel. Artie Grendel. I um, want to sell you a van. And, and, and it was the coolest, right? And then we had this um, kind of a shift. Like, back in the day, when I was doing corporate work, we had, like, I want to take a forklift class. Well, it was $100,000 to edit this professional how to drive a forklift video. Um, or even, you know, I actually worked at Taco Bell for about a week in my in my youth, and I sat down and plugged in my VHS uh, VHS tapes, and we watched how to make a you know bean burrito, and those were super expensive, and only really you know high corporation people could do that. But it's changed completely, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all got the the beautiful smartphone in your pocket. It can shoot just as well as other cameras. Sort of. Sort of. But it, it fills the need for the majority of smaller to medium-sized businesses' videos needs. They don't necessarily, like you said, have to have that $100,000 production, 
there are still people that produce like that, that charge mm -hmm. that amount. And it's justified because of what goes into it, what needs to happen, the planning, the, the preparation, the people involved. But it doesn't necessarily need to happen like that for hole in the wall, right? Mm -hmm. We can plan a session on our own. We can have one person come film for one specific need and produce it with a backpack of gear rather than 10 mm -hmm. vans from Artie. Uh, yeah. We don't need mm -hmm. that level of production. And it, it it's given the power. It's been a power shift from, hey, I need to go work with a production company. It's now back to the individual business owner. Hey, I can pull my phone out and I can record this and it will get it good enough for now. Mm -hmm. And that's that's an incredible tool because that right there will save time. It saves the money and it makes the product and makes this, the learning of the product or whatever the goal of that video was easier to get to. Right. It's accessible. And, and, and sometimes done is better than perfect. right? hundred percent. So I've got something. It's there. It's not perfect, but it's done. We have something. Um, and also we have other avenues to display our product on you know back in the day it was a tv commercial you know you know or if you had to do something for corporate you could do it but now you've got youtube you got your own websites you've got all the social media stuff right and that, is, and that plays into what he's saying with his you know just pull out your phone and yeah and film something because you can turn it around in the same day and put it on youtube mm -hmm. if it's promoting yourself or your business yeah or yeah. on other social media platforms obviously there's probably dozens of them yeah and it's kind of it's kind of been a good and a bad right mm -hmm. so you look at the historic way super expensive not everyone had video it was the way to superpower your business i'm going to get in front of everyone i'm going to become the most known because i'm one of 10 that they'll see right. cool now the bad side is of the newer way while it's cheaper it's more accessible more accessible more competition mm -hmm. and couple that with the social media aspect that wasn't a thing that didn't happen. You didn't have to post to Facebook and Instagram three times a week to be able to game the algorithm and do all of that. You you didn't have to do that. So right. now it's easier and it's almost like a requirement to be like baseline entry level business. You must have your social media profiles. You need to put organic content out. You need to have, if you want to advertise, it has to be video based. You can't do it picture based as well, typically. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's the good and the bad with it. Because it's more accessible, it's become more work. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's a lot out there. So your competition of it is, is kind of steep, especially depending on what service you're in. Like if you're a roofer, there's a gajillion roofers, right? Yeah. Not, not as so many drywall people. Um, and so when we first started, um, we weren't doing anything video related. Um, and then we started training and we started doing a few things that we needed to document. Um, and I saw it was important that I could actually hold a training class once a quarter and maybe get five or six people trained. Right. Or I could hold a training class once a quarter, but then augment my training by recording that class and giving new people training before that class hit, right? But it was, you know, it's our cell phones. It's shaky. It's not great. But at least it's done. It was there better than nothing. Did it save you time in your day? It saved us time. It saved you probably a significant amount of time Absolutely. with what you have to do. And that was, you did it, like you said, on mm -hmm. your cell phone, it was done, mm -hmm. which is yeah, and that's great. And then, you know, well, how do you up your game? Well, I can't edit a video. Well, luckily, I'm a Mac guy, right? So it comes with iMovie. It comes with GarageBand. And so I'm able to do some minor stuff. So then I went I went to Fiverr, and I spent about 50 bucks, and I had these little bumpers made, you know, that, that swoosh my logo in and swoosh my logo out. And, and I have a vector file of my logo, so they wanted to put a little watermark on. So I, I figured some of that stuff out. But as a business owner, I don't have the time for to do all that. 
And so it just it kind of drove me nuts trying to figure out how to, I want to have good content. I want to have, you know, the ability to do these things, but I just couldn't do it. Um, and so that's when I had to hire Trish Murphy from Marketing Smarty Pants because she, that one investment saved me hours a month, right? And she leveled up yeah. our game. Yeah, at the end of the day, we, we just got a, a better product. Yeah, one of our texts is a time-lapse video with his, his cell phone, which is great. And then I could send it to Trish and she made sure it looked good, right? But that's just not good enough. And when I met you, you introduced me to this brand new concept, which I didn't really kind of understand what it was. So tell me about this business video, this video business card. The video business card, the James. VBC. The VBC. Yeah. So oh, the VBC. It has initials. It's it's that ingrained in the culture now. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's kind of a big deal. Okay. And I will be dropping the links to our VBC in the other video you did in our, our – uh, description the, of this. The day in the life of the yeah. video business card. Yeah, yeah. So the video business card, it is my favorite place to start when I work with a new client and a new company. It is versatile. So it is meant to be implemented in 10 plus different ways, right? Hey, we're done with the video. You love it. It's approved. Go. And some of the things for it are, before I get into why it works, right. you're throwing it on your website. You're using it in any advertisements you're using. You're giving it to who speaks to your actual leads as they come in. And it it can save them time because they're getting education on what you do, who you work with, who you don't work with. Mm -hmm. It's meant to qualify, disqualify, and educate, right? And that's like the kind of the main premise of it. So it's going through the why you're in what you do and why you do what you do, mm -hmm. who you are, so your qualifications and all of that fun stuff, the how you accomplish it and how you stand out against others in your space and your call to action. So very, very easy framework, but the versatility and the way it's formatted gives you the ability to, hey, I can only invest into one video right now. Maybe in a few months we'll do another one. What do you think you should start with? Maybe the video that's going to go in the most amount of placements as possible. Hmm. Yeah, you, you actually gave me a, just a criteria of things we can use it for. So yeah. what I love is that it's good enough. That, of course, we put it on our YouTube channel. We put it on our Facebook. That was the easy thing to do. Um we're going to use it for franchising some things. So that's, boom, that's three. But we're going to try and incorporate it into our even our daily thing. So we can take us that video or even maybe a smaller version of the video and we can send it to customers. You know, here's, oh, thank you for, for, for using Hole in the Wall. Here's a message from our owners. And it allows them to do that. Right. Make a QR code, right, on your signature or on your business card that links to it. Um, what I loved is if I only have 15 seconds with somebody, right? I'll some do some of these speed networking things, or you're at a chamber of commerce event, you're shaking hands with 30 people. You don't have three to five to 10 minutes to really say what you do. Well, in our video business card, you took what could take me 15 minutes to talk about, right? And you compress it into just under three minutes. So if I don't have time to, to, to give my spiel, all you gotta do is I'll tell you what I do. You know, I can just give them the link to our video. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you can introduce what your business does because hole, hole in the wall drywall repair has been such a unique business that we actually spend the first couple of minutes of a lot of conversations just describing what we don't do because everybody, as soon as they hear, oh, you're in the drywall business, well, then they already have an mm. understanding of what you do, only they don't. So we do something very unique, and this gives us an ability to say, this is how we're different. This is actually what we do, and here are the things that we value. Oh, and by the way, it's just in the 
I think it was a two minute video, maybe two, two, two and a half minutes, two and a half like that, minute yeah. video, and very effectively, everyone everyone that that I'm aware of that has seen it mm. just loves it. Yeah. And what it did is it actually took our level of professionalism up to the next notch, right? So we can do YouTube, Facebook lives. Look, they look fine. But when we then took this to the next level, that was a produced, well-lit, great edits, good music. It kept your, you know, your attention. Not sure about that one actor, though. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I, there was something going on with him. I don't know. The, the other was, guy was <laughs> the camera adds 10 pounds. I think it added 15. <laughs> it, just, it just added that extra level. So, um, And I'm pretty excited to, to kind of share with it everybody that I can come in contact with. I, I put it on my Facebook, personal Facebook. I put it on Instagram. It's kind of everywhere. Yeah, so you shared it on. You shared it from Hole in the Wall on LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. this is in no way a jab. I just think yeah. I, it shows how excited you are about it. Yeah. You shared it on the Hole in the Wall LinkedIn. Then your LinkedIn profile shared it. And then yeah. I shared either yours or the Hole in the Wall one. And uh-huh. then you shared my share of your share. And then, <laughs> and it just, and, and then, and then Trish shared it. And then, and then it was people, like a chain. And people in our BNI meeting shared it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, I guess I, wanted, I was pretty proud of it. It's an yeah. awesome video. It came yeah. out really no, great. It's good. And yeah. how hard was it to actually film? Well, that was the other thing I was going to focus on is like, we were like, I, I don't have time to write a script. I don't have time to figure out how to make this work. And this is where hiring a professional comes in because you've done many of these and you know how to draw the info out of us. So we literally, we sat in this podcast studio mm-hmm. with your little camera and you sat behind it and you'd peek your head out and kind of ask me a question mm-hmm. and then we'd talk. Yeah, both of us in yeah. about an hour piece. Yeah. And you ask really relevant questions. I like it when you didn't particularly get the answer you were after. You kind of drilled down uh, or would expand on something that you'd just asked before and draw more information out mm-hmm. and then um, edited it, yep. distilled it down to two and a half minutes. And, man, that was really good. Yeah. We're, we're really pleased with that. If I had given either of you a script, uh-huh. we could have spent three weeks, 20 revisions, and worked on a script as hard as we wanted to, made it perfect. It yeah. would not have come across as passionate or organic or true mm. as it came across. Yeah. And it's just, it will never happen with the script like that unless you're a professional actor yeah. because it's just, it's forced. It's not a conversation. If we scripted the podcast out, it's noticeable, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. and, and anything I try to do, I try to minimize the script. Sometimes there's applications that need it if you're trying to be incredibly factual, right. if you're anything working with like uh, finance or government entities. Maybe maybe a script, mm-hmm. but in in cases where it can be a little looser, it's not going into like specific details or numbers. Having the ability to have the conversation, one, you guys didn't have to prepare. You yeah. dress nice, get your hair done. Yeah, we're good. And it was, I think, less stressful. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that don't like being on camera, mm-hmm. and if I can just put my head next to the lens and speak with you, yeah, that's a conversation. That's and, not a and then knowing that anything can be edited out. Yeah. Or reshot if it absolutely came down to that. Yeah, I, I'm actually excited. Someday we'll show the blooper reel because there's <laughs> oh. <laughs> many many bloopers just in that one video. Well, like even when we're going to talk about a video that people haven't even seen, but if they have seen it, they'll see the cold intro. What do you call those? The the build. It it was so good, and you would have never gotten that type of reaction out of Bill with a script. It the was, cold open. The cold open. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was just absolutely fabulous, um, and it just. No, this is who we are. This is who Bill is. This is who the company is. I, it's absolutely fabulous. So to, I love that you brought that up because I think it's important. So if you're not going to use a professional for starting with your video, mm-hmm. 
it's important to be able to not stick to a formula while sticking to a formula, right? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is don't feel like you have to come in, be stiff. You have to say these specific things. And if you don't, your video sucks. It's not the case at all. With, with that, with Bill's intro, that was just something that was the most jarring out of everything we have. And jarring in a good way, not jarring in a bad way. Right. But it, it was the thing that I thought, hey, this in the first five seconds will keep retention of views up. Mm -hmm. And I believe that. I think it's going to do that as we see the, the analytics. We'll see the retention will spike at the beginning and then gradually drop as every video ever mm -hmm. does. Right. But the being able to not be so stiff and strict on yourself when you're producing your own video is incredibly important because think about what you want to listen to, what you want to watch, make that. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just making something that you probably wouldn't watch yourself, why would anyone else care? You care about your business the most out of anyone. Make it for you and mm -hmm. you'll attract people like you. Or make it for if you know your exact client, what they like, what they want to do, what they do on their weekend, mm -hmm. if they have a family or not, cater around that. And you're going to see the retention of the video improve. Right. So obviously the video business card is near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, what are some other types of videos that you think are a good place for a small business to start? Where do you spend most of your time? So whatever each individual business does and spends the most of the time, try to identify if there's something you can impl implement into that section to reduce some of the time you're spending in there, especially if you're a small team and you don't have the ability to just pull a few more people on the team, mm. try to utilize video as that tool. I always say I'm a video, or excuse me, I always say I'm a strategist that uses video as a tool. Mm. And if you look at the root problems and the root objections you get, the root questions you have, what's coming up most frequently, if you attack those and leverage video to attack those, you're automating that process. You could, you could create an FAQ on your website, but if it's only text, people might not read it. But if you put a video next to every single one, when your receptionist gets a question, they don't have to dra draft out the email, send an email, and they, the, the receiver might absorb 50% of the answer. Right. You can say, hey, here's a video we shot on this. This will answer your question. Have a two-minute video go out. Cool. I watched the video. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. And if they have questions from there you know either they didn't watch it, right? Mm -hmm. Or there's something lacking in your video. There's still another common question that comes up and then you iterate. Mm -hmm. And it's just that cycle of, hey, I know I'm spending time here. Let me work on that. Cool, that's implemented. Let me go somewhere else. I might need to revisit this later. Mm. And so as far as training goes, obviously the tr some training videos don't need to be as slick, right? They don't have to be as as refined as, as that, although it's nice to have those. Um. What are some other video elements? Because I know that we use Loom sometimes. I'm just doing like, hey, I want to teach my receptionist how to answer the phone. I'll I'll do a video with Loom and do a screen share and all that stuff. Um, and then sometimes we'll, you know, we'll need to show someone how to use a texture rig. And I can do a quick YouTube video or style, you know, handheld video. But training wise, have you have you found a need for a little more professional aspect in those? It depends on. How, it depends. Mm -hmm. It depends. So for something that we'll use Holton Wall as an example, if you're having a, one or two new employees a week and it's small group training, it may be easier to just do it yourself and then, you know, we'll iterate it later on. Yeah. But if you're having five to 10 different employees come through and it's a class of people sitting together, 
one of the major portions that training needs to identify is one, it has to be accurate. It has to be, it has to teach them, mm. but it also has to capture their attention because they'll sit there and they'll stare at the TV or the laptop, whatever you have it on. But are they actually watching it or are they thinking like, mm-hmm. I have dishes I have to do at home. Mm-hmm. Like, what if is, there's any of that pizza left. Oh, oh yeah. I like pizza. Yeah. <laughs> or like, ah, oh, this video is just started. Ten more minutes. Cool. <laughs> this is how you patch drywall. In yeah. my own words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the entertainment aspect of it is something that you may be able to capture on yourself. But we all know ourselves. You know what you're capable of doing. So look at it and say, hey, I may want to bring someone in to help me make sure this is entertaining. Whether that's for a hole in the wall. Let's punch a hole through the drywall sheet and then patch it. Oh, right. cool. That like I didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. And now it happened and it's like, oh, so that's how that's done. Oh, okay. Yeah. And your the the residual effect of the entertainment is the education, the learning, the retention, mm-hmm. and speeds up the whole process. And and when we were just in house training, right? When we're just doing our typical let me show you how to do certain things, it could it, it was fine. But now that we're franchising, I'm I'm gonna have franchisees from all over the country looking at right. our training videos, I don't want them to look subpar. I want them to kind of look more professional. Yeah. So as we move forward, actually, after this meeting, we actually have another meeting to talk about what's the next wave of videos we're doing because it's important that we always have this next element of, you know, upping our game just a little bit. If we're not growing, we're going backwards kind of, right? Um, well, cool. So small business is kind of our focus. What are some other businesses that you, you know, uh, that, that you've found uh, helpful? I mean, I know you've done work with more than just businesses. What else are you doing work for? Yeah. So I try to stay away from not doing work with businesses anymore. I had, uh, when I first started out, I'd take anything, right? Mm-hmm. Just If it needs a video, I'm there. Cool. Yeah, I'm right. going to do it because that's, that's just, that's how you start out. Got to make money. Whatever. Exactly. Keep the roof over you. But I quickly found that I hated everything else. I'm not like I don't even watch movies really. I watch uh-huh. occasional movies. I'm not a I'm not a film guy. It's right. not what I'm in it for. And I think that's kind of what differentiates me in this is I'm not in it to make it look as beautiful as possible. I'm in it to make it work as hard as possible and get the result, right? Well, you said that uh, you 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 don't want to shoot video or shoot weddings and no. Do you want to know the story of it? Yeah. You yeah. Want to, okay. So. Well, I've done one wedding, uh-huh. and it was a, f- a friend from school getting married. Cool. All great. Gave her a deal. Let's do it. Show up. Or morning of, wake up really early because I got to get there really early. I get a text like an hour after I w- wake up, getting ready to walk out the door. Hey, uh, it's been delayed. It's like, oh, cool. Oh. I got another hour, hour of sleep, something like that. And uh, then I headed out, went over. It's 9 a.m. by this time I get there, and we're at one of their houses. Entire wedding party's trashed. Oh, right, no. 9 a.m. Uh, oh. So I do what I need to do, get everything, and then I go and I, I go to the venue. And it is shocking that things are not set up yet because the wedding starts in an hour from that time. Mm. So the meeting or the wedding planner just didn't do anything really. Short, or sorry, jorts and a, just t-shirt mm. as at the wedding it was like a graphic t-shirt not just a t-shirt oh. there was no schedule which if you know anything about weddings or wedding planning there needs to be a strict schedule absolutely there was non-existent uh they took in our contract we had a 30 minute break to eat we got about four minutes in and they're like hey we need to keep going because they were late everything was delayed the power went out it rained oh my they goodness. parked their cars in the wrong spot i had to go valet cars because everyone just stood there and was like 
the car needs to move. And then no one moved it. Mm. It was horrible. But we got a really incredible video. The bride was like, hey, I hate our wedding. I hated it. It sucked. Mm. I love the video. Like that that <laughs> redeems it. So thank you. And it was a really great compliment. But that just, it was such a ridiculous day. And then the thing that kept looming in my head while we were filming the ceremony, hey, if if your uncle is drunk and he stands up and blocks the first kiss from my main camera, I'm done. Like, yeah. that's on me. Mm. But I can't control that. I can't stop it. And I have to run around and man the other camera. So I got to hope for the best. I don't like that. I like the ability to say, this is what needs to happen. This is what we need to do. This is what it should look like. I can control that. I'm in, a, I'm in the lab mm. and I'm making the best video I can with my control variables. Wow. So... So what does your future look like? What are you What are you shooting for moving from uh, disaster weddings to uh, f- filming for uh, businesses? What do you see for your future with uh, Squid Crate? Yeah, so I stopped doing weddings and everything else probably like three or four years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's only been small, medium-sized businesses. I've done government entities. I worked with Lake County Water Authority and created video for them. Mm-hmm. And just being able to work with businesses specifically smaller and medium-sized businesses and help them actually grow is incredibly fulfilling and selfishly i want to keep doing that Mm. now i don't want to manually go out every day necessarily and be on my own forever Mm -hmm. so i see i envision the team growing i like that uh but yeah i don't want to i don't i don't plan to revisit weddings i don't plan to Mm -hmm. to go do uh birthday parties or concerts or yeah, so you actually did like a non-profit as well you've done yeah. some really great videos for yeah I, I work with that non-profit a lot still yeah. it's, it's a consistent thing they are uh they're they deal with domestic abuse and domestic mm-hmm. violence and it's really it's just a great cause and i enjoy working with it again selfishly i go to the things i like to do if i didn't like doing those first two videos with you guys mm-hmm. i wouldn't be here right <laughs> so absolutely yeah um it's kind of fun because we get to kind of obviously you're still you're, you're a great professional but you're you're still in your beginning phases of this. And as we grow, you're going to grow, which I love. But you bring an element of creativity that we just don't have. We just, I mean, maybe we would have it if we could sit down and think about it. But you in your room, um, and if I use you for multiple videos, now you've got an archive of B-footed, B-roll you can use for other things. Like you did another video for us, which I'll I'll put up online, um, the day in the life of where you literally got in the truck and you drove around with one of our technicians. And one of the things that you mentioned earlier is like, we need to leverage the people you have in your business, like utilize those employees, utilize your equipment, your trucks, and being able to find some time to do that. It was a great experience. Um, So tell us about that when you actually were able to kind of go around and do that. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime a business has more than one person working throughout it, everyone has their own view, right? Everyone sees the day, a day in the life differently. You guys are going to see it differently than, those working like to schedule and dealing with customers. Yeah, well, we all we all understand the world from our own foxhole, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What's your vantage point? Exactly. So being able to re- recognize that as those in charge, you're able to kind of divert it from just this is the framework how I see it. This is how it should be. So by me being able to go work with one of the guys on the front line that that sees it every day, mm-hmm. I can get deeper into. What do you uh what do you think the most common like complaints or questions are? It's like, oh well, this happens all the time. 
And that might be, may or may not be something you guys are aware mm-hmm. of. Sure. Right. And if I can attack that problem on the front line before anything ever pops up on the further end, mm-hmm. the problem's gone. It's gone forever. You guys will never have to deal with that. So being able to leverage those who aren't necessarily in the same exact shoe. And I think that's why you say I bring that creativity to it. Mm-hmm. I don't patch drywall. I've done it like once in my home. Right. And it looks very okay. Uh-huh. But... Uh, if you came into my house, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this this is not level. It's not perfect. You could have done this. And I would go, oh, I spent yeah. hours on that. <laughs> so just yeah. having that outside perspective, I think, really helps leverage it a lot. I agree. And then being able to – what I love about that video, obviously, we're not in it, so we like we we like it. I like those actors a lot better. They're, yeah. Scott does a great, great job. Um, but – and again, another two-and-a-half-minute video, three-minute video, you were able to dissect – our core three C's, you know, cover complete clean. Um, you were able to demonstrate that on, on screen. We were actually able to do Yeah, and clearly demonstrate clearly. it. Clearly. And then so it's important. I mean, that's like the backbone of all of our processes are, are those three C's. And then you documented three completely different jobs. One was a, a knockdown patch in the ceiling. One was a popcorn repair from a third-party vendor. Ooh, somebody stepped through, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And one was a, um, uh, a closet, closet repair where they'd done uh, plumbing. The plumber did some yep. digging, and we had to go patch that. So three different styles. And if I didn't know what to expect, right, because, listen, we all patched dry. Well, oh, I did it myself, you know. But to see that I, I did three, that we did three amazing jobs in one day, as opposed to if I go to patch something in my house, you know, it may take me all day. To patch it one by one, hole in the wall. Mm-hmm, yeah, and and what's my time worth as a homeowner versus paying hole in the wall? You know, a little bit of money. I two things. I when I first moved into my house, I knocked all the popcorn ceiling down and redid it all of it, all of it. It's like twelve hundred square foot house, so not that huge, but every single room had the popcorn. And then I spoke with you, James, after and realized that that is something that you do. Mm -hmm. And that would have been invaluable for me to be able to do that. And then, two, on your point of how long it takes, that took me like two weeks. And that was empty house, no furniture, and it'd go. Mm. The other portion was in my bathroom, maybe a two-inch by a two-inch square. That took months because I was like, I don't know how to do this. I'm not ready to tackle it. And it just sat ugly for months, people in and out of my house. I was embarrassed by it. But, yeah, like you're saying, that video illustrates, hey, that project that I could do in my home, that took them an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They did it. It's done. Looks great. And then, obviously, like after you repair drywall, you got to wait a little bit till you paint it. Mm-hmm. But if I can have that done in a day and it doesn't, like, I don't have to put a second mortgage on my house to get it done, that's right. incredible. That's so valuable. Yeah, and one other really important thing you just kind of glossed over when you did your popcorn ceilings, it took you two weeks. That's two weeks of mess and dust. Yep. So everybody who walks in or out tracks it in or out. Everybody who comes in is breathing the dust. And this is ongoing for two weeks. And fortunately, you did it in a vacant house. But many people try to do it, in a, you know, and we do daily, mm-hmm. in homes that are fully furnished with people living in the home. So there's a real benefit to sort of getting in there, getting it done and getting out. And I got really sick after I finished. Oh, is that like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it was in, somewhere in the process. I got really sick because I was wearing the uh, N95 mask. Mm-hmm. I have a beard. Yeah. Uh, Those don't work too well with a beard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got real sick from that. Mm. Yeah. We actually, um, one of my favorite things to watch on TV is those do-it-yourself, you know, you know, uh, 
DIY. Oh, we can remove the popcorn ourselves, and they just show a couple snippets of someone scraping some popcorn, and, and it's falling right off. It's falling right oh. off. When it's all done, it's beautiful. And then we get homeowners that try it, and they they call. We need help. <laughs> we need. Yeah, we need. Yeah. A, now, now we got a rescue job yeah, on our yeah, hands. Now we uh, come. Um, it didn't quite look right. You know, it was painted. I didn't know. So. You can tell which rooms I did in which order because you mm-hmm. go in my office. That's the first room I tackle because like, if I mess it up, I'm the only one in here. It's okay. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't look so great. You go in my bedroom. <laughs> that was the last one I did. That thing's, it looks good, Dumb. but it took forever. All right. So let's just do a quick recap. I'm a small business owner. I don't have a huge budget. I don't have a lot of time, but I want to utilize video to elevate what I'm doing currently, what, what what's the first thing I should do? What's the, that's the right step? So you want to use your phone because that's the most affordable tool you have. You can get a camera, but mm-hmm. start with your phone. Mm-hmm. See if you can be consistent with it because that's where the majority of business owners are going to fall off. The consistency on producing your own content. Mm-hmm. Then you want to look at, like we talked about, where are your questions coming in? Where are your objections? Rank your questions. What are you getting most frequently? What in the sales process are people batting their eyes at? And like, ah. Uh, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Look at those and see what you say when those come in and create a video based on that because then you can leverage that. And one thing I love to do, one of the implementations we do Mm -hmm. is we look at the objections in the sales process. It's too expensive. Well, that screams to me, oh, your pitch isn't valuable enough to that person or those people. So we need to increase that. So now, okay, if it's a thing where you have to schedule time for them to come in and sit down with you, then we're going to look at, okay, what can we send them before that happens? Say, mm-hmm. hey, please watch this three-minute video before you sit down with us. It's going to help the process. It's going to make it go quicker for all parties involved. And then you're going to cater that around those objections. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is if they still come in after that, they've seen their objections in their mind, they've had answers to it, and now they have to come up with new objections. Mm. And when you iterate this a few times. Yeah, that's a really impressive process, that's Tyler. A good point. Wow. Yeah. So you iterate this a few times as you get new objections and new objections. And eventually you're going to just see your conversion rate go up. And it's not obviously everyone's going to have a reason. But mm. the more you look at those specific points of problems for your company, the more you can actually implement video around that. You're saving time with it because you create it once and then you can use it forever. Well, and so, and then if you're doing it yourself for social media, you have to be a little bit smart to understand what media you're doing it on, right? So we know that what Instagram and reels and stories, those are all what portrait mode. Yeah. So Instagram, you can do uh, horizontal or vertical, but mm-hmm. the new thing that everyone's chasing is all the vertical video, the TikTok, the reels, the YouTube mm-hmm. shorts, the Facebook stories, the, mm-hmm. they're all the exact same. And what a lot of people are doing is you create one and push it out on all of them right. and it works. It does. But yeah. So I think looking at the placements for that is important and you'll change your videos a little bit because of that, like on, on any of the vertical video formats, it's not a 10 minute video. It's a, it's a quick value, no filler, get to the content, make it exciting, make it crazy Mm -hmm. because then you'll get people to watch it, like it, follow your page, Mm -hmm. interact with it. If you're making long form content on the short form platform, it's not going to work. But on the other end, YouTube or Facebook video, you don't want it to be 10 seconds long. You want, because you will, you'll grab people that are looking to watch longer content and get a story or get some excitement or watching a time-lapse video of right. something get done. Right. People eat it up there. Mm-hmm. So looking at the placements is incredibly important. 
And if you're newer and you don't necessarily know what to create and you don't have those objections, those questions, or if you haven't been tracking it and you have no idea, look at your competitors, see what their FAQs look like, see what their videos are like. Don't copy it, but get inspiration from that. And then go to some, a tool like Google Trends. See what people are looking up regarding your company. Answer those questions. Now you have value based on actual data for your clients. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about training, obviously employees, but one of the things we've not touched on, which I think is actually very valuable, is um, customer reviews. I mean, being able to record a customer saying how happy they are of the job you did. And that can be done solo. You don't necessarily need the professional to do that, but at least as a tiptoe step into that. Um, I also love, for us, the time-lapse videos, before and after stuff. Um, we don't utilize like a Facebook Live style thing yet, but I think we may start incorporating some of that. And one of the things that I really love on social media is if, if you have a, your social media is strictly just clip, you know, the, uh, the clip art, the memes, and there's no real pictures, there's no real content, and you're just posting, you know, Happy Labor Day, people don't really know who you are. So trying to figure out how they, that's why I love our, our, our video business card, because right. they see our faces and yep. hear us. I love the Scott video, the, the day in the life, because they see our technicians and his shirt's a little dirty and he's a working man. I love that they they can see that. But even on on social media, when we're, you know, you're say you're doing a company outing or party or heck, walk through a job site. You know, we, we, we're really talking specifically to trades people right now, but if you're, a carpenter and you're putting a kitchen in, how great would it be to take a quick little walkthrough of the job you're doing? Right? Yeah. And so that's how video can be used in my mind. Um, and frankly, when we, when we try to figure out, do we have a budget for it? I was trying to figure out, well, what, what did it cost for you? And then obviously we know what that cost is. And I found it extremely affordable when I calculated up my time, like what is my time worth, right? So if I'm an attorney, I'm charging 250 bucks an hour or more, and if I'm gonna, you know, even if I'm a $100 an hour guy, we'll say, and I spend 10 hours over the course of a month trying to do a crappy video, it's gonna, I mean, it's way worth my time to hire someone else that's not only gonna be able to bring something else to the table, but then have a consistent archive of things for the future. Yeah, yeah. and your ROI, isn't just that because it's that's the production side of it right. but then look at the time like with the video business card uh -huh. you guys might not be on the front line answering those questions but your staff is and if they spend 20 minutes per day answering those questions which i feel like is it, it's a potential right absolutely yeah so if that's 20 minutes per day that adds up very quickly and it's not like video expires in a year mm -hmm. that video if you push it can last five years seven yeah. years you might want to update it sooner than that, but that's mm -hmm. completely up to as you go. You can use it for as long as you want to, mm -hmm. and it will continue to provide that value if you went into it thinking strategically. Now, if you went into it going, I want video. I make video. Mm -hmm. Cool. I made a video. There's no, You don't have a goal in mind. You don't know what you're trying to accomplish, so you're never going to hit the target if you can't see the target. Mm -hmm. So when you come into it with the strategy in mind, though, it can make the video last forever applicably. Right, and no longer, and no matter how long you're using the video. So let's say you're going to run it for six months or a year, or like you said, maybe five years or more. That video is out on the internet, working 24 hours a day, representing your company, mm -hmm. presenting your message, at the exact moment that somebody's ready to consume it. Yeah, yeah. Video literally 
if done strategically again, can operate like an employee. Like you said, Bill, it's 24 seven, 365 doesn't take a day off. Doesn't show up to work late. Doesn't punch an employee in the break room or start a fight. Like you, it's an employee with a lot of benefits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Well, I think we're just scratching the surface of it for hole in the wall. Um, and we got a little bit of experience. Um, I think this podcast is extremely important for somebody to kind of get their their video legs under their feet if you're in a small business and you're just trying to up your game a little bit. And so now you're combo. You're, you're, I'm, I'm all about outsourcing, right? So we talk mm -hmm. about outsourcing quite a bit. We'll probably do more podcasts on it. But you know, bookkeeping and social media and video and heck, if you're in, if you're a construction company, they actually have estimators that will come in and outsource estimating right. for you. But being able to leverage professionals in the industry as opposed to trying to own everything ourselves. Yeah. Well, you get, a con you get a better and a more consistent um, professional product, no matter what field they're in, whether it's law or accounting or videography or, um, you know, yeah. online services. Mm. You, just, you just get a better result and a more predictable higher quality product by doing that. Just like I want homeowners to outsource their drywall repairs to us. Absolutely. They absolutely, absolutely should. Absolutely. But I, I do want to make a note on that, though. As as a smaller business, you need to be careful where you're outsourcing to, right? Mm -hmm. You mentioned Fiverr earlier. I love yeah. Fiverr. It's mm -hmm. awesome. But with anything, you get what you pay for. Oh, yeah. Anytime you're outsourcing to someone that is very affordable, you need to be very direct on what you want or else it's not going to, it's just not going to flow the way you want. And that's incredibly applicable to video. Yeah. And if you don't know what you want and you send it to someone that's not someone that's focused on that side, they're focused on get video done as quick as possible. Yeah. It's not, you're going to associate Oh, video didn't work for me with I didn't plan video properly. Mm -hmm. And one of Good my point. favorite things to ever say is correlation does not equal causation. Mm -hmm. Just because you did video and it didn't work doesn't mean video doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So don't get caught up in I outsourced improperly to I'm not doing video because video historically was a superpower for businesses. Mm -hmm. it, it leveraged, it grew the biggest. Mm -hmm. But now it's a necessity. You're falling behind if you're not doing video. Mm -hmm. And you, it's not something that skyrockets you into the future. But I believe strategic video is still the superpower. If you can make it work harder than everyone else's video, mm -hmm. then that's your superpower now. Yeah. Listen, why don't you take a second and just tell the world how if we want to get a hold of you, how is the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, yeah. So my favorite way for you to get a hold of me is you go to squidcrate.com, S-Q-U-I-D-C-R-A-T-E.com. And then at the bottom of that page, you'll see a discovery form. It's long. It's going to take you a few minutes. You have to do this for me, please, because this allows us to get further in the process before we speak. And I don't want to waste anyone's time. Right. And then we can see some maybe some sample footage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll see all that on there. You can also email info at squidcrate.com. If you don't want to go through the discovery form, you have a few questions. But other than that, take a look. Look at the videos. See if you, see if you want, might want to work with me, you know. He's obviously thought a lot about this. Yeah, he's seen, I think he's uh, he's got some good ideas, and he has a, he has a lot to say. Tyler, thanks so much yeah. for absolutely coming on the show this week. You know, James, I think we need to have him back. I don't I don't think we squeezed near the juice he's got in him. Out no, there. I think we're gonna we're gonna have to just bring him into the fold. Um, we're pretty proud of the team we've we've assembled around us. We have some great 
professionals helping yeah. us. Yeah, we just we've just been very blessed to really have that. So thank you for coming in. I appreciate it, Tyler. Yeah, and uh, can't wait for the next one. Everybody, thank you very much for listening. This has been the Home Mall Podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Hole in the Wall Business Podcast with Bill and James. If you would like to learn more about us and our business, check us out at holeinthewall.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, drop us an email at podcast at holeinthewall.com. And if you are interested in a Hole in the Wall franchise, please email us at franchise at holeinthewall.com.